Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's got some great action sequences. Yes, it's not anything that we haven't perhaps seen before, but I think it's done really well, and I just really enjoyed the whole thing, really. There's a lot to like about it, but it's like less than the sum of its parts, I think. I thought a slightly higher level than your your Mission Impossibles, your, your John Wicks. Higher than Mission Impossibles? Oh, it's so, yes. Guys, what's Mission going Impossible, on here? Mission Impossible, top tier, top tier. <laughs> it wasn't just the action. It, the characters were better written. Lloyd Hansen, that character was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Watching this is like, oh. Oh, I want to watch Point Break now. Oh, I want to watch. Right, okay. (laughs) Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Flixwater Podcast. Today I'm joined by Helen. Not that Helen, another Helen. Hello. (laughs) Bill. Hello. And Helen. Hello. And we're going to be talking about The Grey Man. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening today. Joining us remotely, we have Bill and Helen. If you could please say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. So we are Bill and Helen and we host the weekly podcast, When One Thing Leads to Another, which is essentially us picking a starting point and then falling down the great internet rabbit hole and discovering interesting, hopefully, and often useless facts as we jump from subject to subject and yeah it's just us sort of chatting really so it's a podcast version of wikipedia essentially exactly going going down a massive wiki hole exactly yes yeah so we might start with one subject and that will then inevitably lead on to something else and by the end of the podcast we'll be somewhere entirely different from where we started but all of those things will be connected somehow and what's what's the weirdest fact that you've come across so far Oh, that's the weirdest fact. Um, um, well, it's not weird, but I particularly enjoyed the most recent one that I can think of that I enjoyed was that Roger Moore, former James Bond, virtually um, invented the Magnum ice cream, according to a family friend. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is that can be validated? Is that allowed? Well, apparently he did an interview. Someone once said. Yeah, where he, he did an interview in the 60s where he talked about um, he used to love eating chalk ices and he hoped that one day he'd be able to eat one on a stick. And um, essentially Walls 
got in contact and sent him one. And that's how then that was the idea for the Magnum ice cream. Now, um, Walls uh, Unilever now have said it's a great, it's a great story. It's not true, but uh, you know they sort of <laughs> denied why, all why, why would they do that? Yeah. I mean, that, you know, they should have run with it. I think um, I was actually I was thinking about choc ices this weekend because I bought some ice cream because it's hot, mm. and I thought the choc ices still exist. Because they're now they are magnums or like fancy. Things, They've aren't been they? usurped, haven't uh, they? Yeah, they're not. Uh, yeah. Magnums are the sexy choc ice. Do you actually? Do we need a stick to use them? Isn't that just a bit of extra faff? I'd be happy with a magnum without a stick, as long as it's still the wrapper. Well, well it I think a it's, bit, it gets a it's bit get messy, isn't melty it? and messy, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, but as long as you've got the wrapper, to, uh, you mean yeah. right at the end when yeah. you? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. not very hygienic. I think to eat eat high cream with your hands, seen as we've got sticks and cones. Oh, but I'm not saying with my hand, because you've still got the wrapping around it. I'm not saying pull it out like, a, you know, the end of a banana. I mean, like the banana skin, yeah. we eat the bananas right until the it's end. The bananas aren't melty point. though, are they? Yeah, also this is, a good this point. Is, this well. has been my problem with bananas. I wish there was just a stick in the bottom of them just for the, for the uh, end bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you watch uh, Arrested Development, that's a whole, a whole uh, segment is the banana stand with the sticks in the bottom and, oh. well... They can do a lot with bananas. Wow. Anyway, we're here today to talk about The Grey Man, which is your choice, Helen. Uh, can you tell us, first of all, why you chose it? Then I'll get the, uh, the stopwatch timer out, and you have 60 seconds or less to tell us the synopsis. So, first of all, why? Okay, well, we, we actually watched it a couple of weeks ago, almost by accident, actually, because we'd never heard of it and knew almost nothing about it. All I knew was that it was an action film. Um, and I'm a big action film fan. Um, and it was a Saturday night, and Saturday night deserves something loud and action-y. So um, um, I, I looked at the reviews briefly. They weren't terrible. I thought, let's give it a go. And I'm I'm glad that we did, because we enjoyed it. Fair enough. And you've got 60 seconds. Time is starting now. 18 years ago, Ryan Gosling was recruited from prison by the CIA, <laughs> specifically Billy Bob Thornton, and trained up to be an assassin. Jump forward to present day and we see Gosling as the fully-fledged, shadowy, grey man, Sierra Six, and he's very good at his job. Unfortunately for him, he comes into the possession of some very damning evidence of his current CIA boss being a very bad guy, and so ends up with a price on his head and a target on his back. Enter Chris Evans as the brilliantly unscrupulous freelance hitman Lloyd Hansen, who's brought in to find him, retrieve the evidence and finish him off. He goes in hard, abducting the benevolent old Billy Bob Thornton and his niece with a pacemaker to use them as bait and thus ensues an explosive, action-packed and at times pretty humorous romp through Europe as Lloyd and his team of killers draw ever closer to Sierra Six. Very good. Thank you. I was, going to say, I was muted there. Here we go. The time yeah. has gone. Oh, it's slightly. Uh, have you practiced that? That was. That was, it was no, it wasn't. Bomb. That was. That was bang on. Oh, great. Good. We definitely. We definitely haven't been practicing all 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 afternoon, have we? I had written it down because there was no <laughs> way I was going to be able to remember all of that. Well, some people give one line some synopses. Some people go on forever. That's why we. That's why we cut it down to one minute maximum. It's hard. Um, it's hard. It is. We have to do it once every hundred episodes, and uh, that keeps me awake at night. Um, <laughs> Where do we want to start with the Grey Man? I mean, I think one thing you said interestingly was that you didn't know it was, you know, you didn't know it existed until it was there. So this is a Netflix original. Yeah. And I think the most interesting things for me about it beforehand, uh, or two sets of things were A, the cast, and B, the directors and producers in Marcus and McFeely and the Russo brothers yeah. who were behind a lot of the, well, the last two uh, Avengers films mm. um, in particular. 
so they had a lot of, it has a lot of interest in for me but mm. yeah yeah it's um well it, it's it's interesting it's we we don't really know what what films are out we don't have a telly so we don't we don't really know what's going on we're slightly out of the loop in a lot of things actually and so um uh, yeah and but don't we don't really watch marvel films we we didn't really know that the directors they uh, no chris evans and ryan gosling so it was t- we were coming you know at it totally blind um and yeah it 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 does what it says on the tin it's it's an action film and i think it it had a perfect balance of you know humor and action i i i can't believe that the the reviews aren't very you know they're not great they're a bit lukewarm and i can't quite get my head around that personally well, we, we might we might get into a bit of that uh, in this discussion. Helen, what were, what were your thoughts of The Grey Man? Sorry, I'll say Sadler. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, Helen won. Um, so yeah, I think I remember it being announced and remember thinking this is probably the worst title for a film um, I've heard in a long time. It was one of those films that I would look at and go, I don't really want to watch that. I don't really like the sound of it. And um, Netflix are a bit notorious for not bothering to market any of their films which just kind of like came on netflix even though it's like got a huge budget big stars it's like oh oh here it is oh i might watch it might not like you're not really bothered about me watching it it's it's a funny one it's one of those films that is a lot like (laughs) that means it's a lot like lots of other films (laughs) it's like they sat down and went okay this bit in Mission Impossible is really great. This fighting in John Wick's really great. Oh, the the skydiving in Point Break, that's really great. Um, like sort of Mission Impossible-y, born identity kind of vibes. And they just kind of like put it in the film, but didn't really work out how to kind of like fit it all together. So I don't know. It's It's such a funny one. Like it should be, I think, like really, really good given everyone involved and the budget and, you know, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, Billy Bob Thornton. It's got stars, but I don't know. It's just, it is a bit like the title, a bit kind of grey, I think. Um, well, go back to yourself, guys, Bill. Well, um, well, I... <laughs> <laughs> I am furious. No, I'm joking. It's not a film. No, no, I'm I'm joking. It's just a film. Well, what struck me about it was that it it feels to me like it's an audacious sort of claim to take over from James Bond. You know, we now, um, not giving anything away away about the James Bond, but there's a little gap perhaps in the James Bond franchise. And this felt to me like a little tongue-in-cheek, very, not even thinly disguised, just completely open to the audience saying, right, here's your next James Bond film. It's not going to be with James Bond. It's going to be an American James Bond film. And it's just, you know, what's not to love about it, really? It's got some great action sequences. Yes, it's not anything that we haven't perhaps seen before, but mm. I think it's done really well. And I do love the the wisecracks in the dialogue, which are just nice and sparse, exactly like a Sean Connery James Bond film was. It's got action and it's got a bit of humour and the humour isn't trying too hard. It's just, you know, you just occasionally have a little smile at the uh, at the dialogue. And so I, I, and I'm not really a huge action movie fan ordinarily, am I? But um, no. I, I, I really, I just thought it was a real riot and I just really enjoyed uh, the whole thing really. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I thought 
brought it up to um, a slightly higher level than your your Mission Impossibles, your, your John Wicks. Higher than Mission Impossibles. Oh, it's so, yes. Guys, what's Mission going on Impossible, here? Mission Impossible, top tier, top tier. <laughs> I find a lot of those films, they're, they're very earnest and serious, whereas this, it had, I thought the script was pretty sharp. I thought it was really well written. I think the, the jokes were well written. They were well delivered. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's that's what maybe sets it slightly apart. It was... It wasn't just the action. It, the characters were better written. I mean, Lloyd Hansen, that character was absolutely fantastic. Mm. And you don't really get that depth in other action films. I mean, what, I, haven't, I haven't seen the reviews. I haven't read any of the reviews, but I've kind of, I think I've, I've kind of skewed towards what those guys are saying. Um, I think it was, uh, there's a lot to like about it, but it, for, for me, it just didn't coalesce. It was like less than the sum of its parts, I think. Is the ultimate is the ultimate problem with the with the directors, which I love. I mean, I've followed the Russo brothers since watching Community, um, the TV show from like years ago, and they they started there and they're, they're great guys. I love um, you know, some people you haven't mentioned, Reggie John Page, who's actually someone who's touted as being potentially the, the next James Bond, who is um who was um Sigma Six's um is it Sigma? Sierra. Sierra Six's yeah. Sierra Six's boss that he's trying to, you know, and um Jessica Hennick, Henwick, who's one that kills um Lloyd in the end so I love all these people she was in Iron Fist she was in the last Matrix film she's she was woefully under because she's a she's a great action star so there's all these pieces I love together so it's like but it just didn't hang together and as way the way I wanted it to and I think that's that's part of the you know, the slight disappointment for for me I think um I feel that you know the Born Identities has done it better unfortunately and it's and even things like Commando I think had a bit more like back in the 80s wow <laughs> um yeah, I mean, Commando, it's got the same kind of storyline with Commando, hasn't it? Where, like, there's a, there's a someone's child, someone's daughter's been kidnapped and there's vengeance happens. It's no, um, it's no, you were never really here, which is another one I was watching going, oh, I really wanted to watch that. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Watching this is like, oh, oh, I want to watch Point Break now. Oh, I want to watch. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> and then. Um, and the other film, I can't remember what the film was, the other film I was thinking about. Man on Fire. No, not Man on Fire, but that, that's another one that's better. <laughs> oh, no. um, and again, it's not, I don't think it's a bad film. I just thought it was like, it's kind of good. It's kind of good, but not like the dynamite explosion I wanted it to be. Should have been better given the tools the tools they have. Um, I also want to talk about trams. Because I've oh, yes. been on some trams and... <laughs> They're not famous for being particularly fast moving. I mean, what what's the top speed of a tram? Have you look, got into deep dives of trams? What what was this? What was the scene in the? I mean, I, you can't a, a tram at full tilt. You can't go. You can't run faster than it. What's the what's the speed? Um, I mean, you're querying. Well, it seemed to be going very very fast. Maybe and, the driver, or maybe it, it had had some kind of malfunction, and so it was runaway. Like that sometimes happens, doesn't it? You get runaway trains, or if you're there runaway was a, trains, if not I'm runaway <laughs> trams. Because there's also there's also like there's no way that it would have stayed on the tracks once it had gone past. So I'm I'm all I'm all okay for like suspension of belief and going out there, but I refuse to believe that a tram would. <laughs> reach speeds faster than someone running <laughs> and stay that, on the track. That whole scene, And not yeah. disintegrate what? after being shot because trams are not built for 
they're just not sexy, are they, trams, really? Let's let's be honest. Trams trams one hundred percent go faster than what than humans can run. There's no there's no <laughs> What did you say? What speed did you say? <laughs> faster than the when I said what t- speed? Well, they'd go at least twenty five miles per hour. That's not they're, very fast though. That's like it's not very fast, but it's faster than a human can run. <laughs> um I don't want to think I can't believe we're talking about trams. <laughs> well, actually, funny enough, it's maybe like can... a big scene, isn't it? And it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it is a big it's scene. It's actually the, the scene that's slightly it, they jumped the shark, they really. The shark it, it went that on for just... wait. That was the only scene, really, that we um, we thought, oh, come on, this is, this is. I like a bit of action, but this is taking it a little bit too far. Yeah, they could have truncated yeah. that a little bit, compressed that down a bit, because it just was going on far too long. What, what do you guys make of the actors then? You say you don't watch that many films, but they, um, the stars, they pull you in, they soak you in? Yeah, we, 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 we watch a lot of film. We watch a lot of film. We just don't watch a lot of TV, but... Um, Oh, I, I see. Yeah, I, th- I thought they were absolutely brilliant. And like I say, it, they didn't draw us to the film, but um, I can't imagine it, the film with different actors. Ryan Gosling, this is why I liked it. He wasn't earnest like so many of the leads in action films. They take, they're, they're taking themselves a little bit too seriously, a little bit too alpha male. Whereas it was almost camp, they're almost flirting him and, um, and Chris Evans, you know, their characters, yeah. Yeah. Which I loved. You know, so he, he's very laid back quite quite sardonic and Lloyd being obviously Lloyd yeah I, I thought they were they were, they were brilliant brilliant characters and brilliantly acted they were great so um okay. yeah there's even a line in, in there isn't there where um it, right at the beginning where is it Fitzroy yeah Fitzroy played by Billy Bob Thornton he says to him oh you're glib and I really like the attitude that the Ryan Gosling character had he was sort of like you say he wasn't earnest he wasn't full macho it was he was kind of casual but f- had a good you know there's a sense of humor he's kind of very casual and um i found that very appealing in a in an action hero he, he was he was almost like the anti-action hero yeah and i th- I, th- I thought it worked really well because it did. we were sort of smiling you know having wry smiles throughout because of some of the lines that he was and some of the looks he was giving and stuff like that so i thought he fitted that part really rather nicely i think when when i saw him when i see him in action films or Fighting in films, I should say, because I don't think there's actually that much. I, mm. You know, I go to Driver. Oh yeah. Um, which is which is like an insane, like insanely violent film. Um, and also then the, the other film I was thinking about when Hel- the way Helen was talking about, I was thinking like of all the John Wick films. It's like, oh, I should watch John Wick. I should. They are better films. Are they? Um, I've, I've never seen a John Wick film actually. Or John Wick. Or John Wick. They're fantastic. Have a have a watch. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm going to slide it down because it, in general it's like kind of good fun. I was just kind of like, didn't feel the oomph all the way right. through it in the way that the first time I watched a John Wick, I was like, Keanu Reeves in an action film that's not a Matrix. Yeah. Nah. But then within like 10 minutes, like this is the best thing ever. Okay. And that's what I wanted. That's what I want from these films. I want, I want it to be like the best thing ever. I want your heart to be racing. And I just felt that um, it wasn't, I think what, what I really did like was the counterpoint between Lloyd and, and Sierra Six. Mm. Uh, and the way you're talking about Sierra Six is uh, Gosling being uh, just a bit more, you know, kind of toned down, um, bit, bit glib, like you say. And they're both like two sides. They're both like two sides of the same coin, aren't they? They both kind of have the same kind of training, and they're in it for different things. And you can see that, you know, Gosling's there to save this girl and to save his his mentor, whereas you know Chris Evans is is there for the money and he's a bit of a showman. He's there, you know, he's like dancing around when he's stabbing oh. him. He's not like finishing the job. He's just like dancing around in the fa- in the fountain, like bowing. As he's doing this, you kind of think, well, that's why you're going to die, isn't it? Because you've been a dick. Um, <laughs> that's a brilliant character, though. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, well, and it's funny that, I mean, the way, I, mean, I think the outfits that he wore just kind of put him to a T, super tight fitting 
t-shirts no socks um, no socks <laughs> no socks yeah exactly and it's like well yeah and wear it a mustache. lip balm as well which i really enjoyed yeah yeah that was great so those kind of things are really nice well nice well drawn out i think absolutely yeah but i think like i say it's it's less than the sum of its parts which is like ah oh, i'm sorry guys um, <laughs> oh, that's okay. 200 million it's cost yeah yeah no, 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 200, 200 million yeah yeah which is insane. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And I don't understand. It's the most expensive, yeah. isn't it? Now, is it most expensive? Yeah. Netflix. Yeah. What were we going to say, Helen? There. Oh, I was just saying it's it's a lot of money. I'm trying to work out where it went. Mm. Oh, well, did you well, read? Did you read what the actors yeah. were? Well, taking? I think Gosling and Evan they yeah. took home twenty million each, didn't they? And um, I, I yeah. guess lawn location that's going to cost a lot, isn't it? Traveling, going to various places. I mean, a lot of it was green screen. Very clearly. But yeah, I think I thought it must be the actors because. Billy Bob Thornton, um, Gosling, Chris Evans, um, then Anna Zarmas, she'll be a few million. Jess Kennett will be a few million. Red John Page is like the next big thing. So these guys, I think, was, would be where a lot of the budget was. I would have thought 100 million. The directors, having directed the most expensive film ever, they would have taken a fair bit of the cut there as well. Yeah, and Shipping a load um, of people out to Prague as well, that's that's going to cost a fair bit. Yeah, and I don't feel it was that was kind of registered on the scene. I think if it... You know, when I saw the the raid, for example, which is made for like a hundredth of that, with actors you don't know, and I just thought it's amazing from start to finish. That's where I feel like I think it kind of um, it kind of loses it as well. If it's not on the screen, it's it's. I don't think it. Sometimes it doesn't work. Poss- possibly as well. Um, the, the, the two hour plus runtime doesn't really help with these kind of ones. You kind of want it to be a bit faster. Yeah, it's a bit long, isn't it, for this? Yeah, I think they could have the, the, certainly that. As we mentioned, the tram, the tram scene. If they could, if they'd have just. <laughs> if they'd have just, you know, shortened that a bit, I think it would have been fine. Um, but going back to actually to what Helen said about the title of the film, we were sort of saying there's there's mm. this idea that it may become a franchise. Well, it's the unsexiest name for a franchise. You know, the Grey Man yeah. Two. They're going to have to think about what they're going <laughs> to what they're going to call it because um, they've, they've slightly made a rod for their own backs there. I think possibly, potentially at least. Anyway, I think I think they could go down like the Jack Ryan route where, you know. Hunt for Red October, clear, clear and present danger. Yeah. Up until up until fairly recently, I didn't know they're the same character. That Jack mm. Ryan, right? The name Jack Ryan for me just mm. I completely forget it as soon as I you know yeah. goes in my mouth. But the, the the name of the films, yeah. Um, the sum of all fears. Mm. Yeah, go down that kind of route. Yeah. Guys, I think. Or why? Do, I'm surprised they didn't choose Sierra Six or something. Or well, there's, or there's, the Sierra whatever there's yeah. 12 books in the in the series so they've all got different titles yeah. so maybe they will go down that route and they'll all be different different names perhaps because you know one of the books is called the gray man guys is there anything else you want to say before we get to the scores yeah we haven't mentioned the tracksuit i mean the the, the, the that tracksuit <laughs> what size suit you wear? <laughs> 42 regular yeah I, I think we have to mention the tracksuit because you're a big fan of the uh, track yeah suit. i'm not I'm usually a fan of tracksuits but wow i, I want to get that tracksuit it was so, very uh, michael jackson in thriller i thought oh did you think so yeah red and black uh, yeah I, I can see i can see where you're kind of getting there i thought it was a proper um shell suit not as flashy yeah. as i would have had in the 80s but, um, <laughs> Has Gosling ever not been well dressed though? Hey, that's, where, you know, that's where all that's where all the budget all the budget went on the tracksuit. That's what I think. <laughs> that's what happened there. All right. Well, let's head to the scores, guys. Hello. 
Hello, I'm Sam Pei. And I'm Martin Zolt-Sorstwick. And we are the two hosts of a podcast called Song, Song by, by Song, Song, where we listen every week to a track by the musical artist Tom Waits. Uh, you might know him for his gravelly voice. <coughs> Very nice. His appearance in films, but also his multi-decade spanning career uh, involving blues, jazz, and all sorts of other kinds of experimental music. So we're basically like a book club for Tom Waits. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, you can find us at songbysongpodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to the Flixwatcher scores. They are always out of five. You can have decimal places if you wish. And we will start with you, please, Helen, with your recommendability. I would give The Grey Man a four. Fair enough. Any reason why you want to expand on that? Or yeah, four seems good for you. Yes, I would totally recommend it. Um, and yeah, I'd be happy to recommend it, to, certainly to people who like action films. Bill? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 4.5 because, you know, it's only just over two hours. Guys, guys, people are listening, there was a fist bump there with that. Like, like, at, the end of, like at the end of Breakfast Club. Yay, Desmond. Come on, it's only two hours, ten minutes of your life. You know, it's got the world's greatest tracksuit in it. Um, <laughs> what more do you want? So 4.5. Sadly. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give it a solid three. I failed to recommend it to a work colleague today on kind of sort of... <laughs> so I feel this one... <laughs> What do you mean? So what? What do you mean you failed to? Was it just like he asked you for a film and it came to your mind? And you thought no. She, she said, "What are you? What, what, talk what, me through that said, what are you up to tonight?" I said, "I'm doing a podcast. What are the films?" I I told her and she said, "Would you recommend it?" I said, "Do you like Ryan Gosling?" She went, "No." I was like, "Probably not ah. going to enjoy it then." <laughs> that yeah. would be well, my selling point. Like Ryan, if you if you're a fan of Ryan Gosling and you like Chris Evans, then. Um, I don't understand why you wouldn't be a fan of Ryan. I don't think the, the follow-up was I liked Crazy Stupid Love, but there was no additional. Is... So I mean, you know, not everyone likes him. There are people out there who don't. So yeah. I feel I feel okay. that you have to at least like Chris Evans or Ryan Gosling to kind of get behind it. You, if you're curious, obviously watch it. But I, I think I would recommend the films that we've mentioned before. I recommend this. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like the way you, you, you phrased that I failed to recommend. <laughs> I mean, no, that like was a real interested. world test of the recommend recommendability yeah. test there. So that was good. They, yeah, they were not interested. I'm going to go for a 3.75 here because I think, look, it's it's um, it's an easy to watch film. Um, I just have, I have personal issues to it. And I think a lot more people are less discerning than myself and, and Sadler in terms of the, the films we watch and the films that we've watched previously that we'd rather watch again. Um, but I think a lot of people would just enjoy it because it's you don't have to really think about it um, and you can just lie back and, and kind of let it kind of wash over you. So I think it would be quite easy to recommend in general. I would have I would have recommended it had uh, Helen's colleague asked me. Repeat viewing score. This is where myself and Helen S might start going down the hill a bit oh. <laughs> so helen um repeat viewing score well i mean i've already watched it twice so um mm. i guess i would give it a four i mean would i watch it a third time probably so yeah four okay bill yeah well actually i very rarely watch the same film twice right so even the best film in the world isn't going to get a five from me probably um i'm going to give it uh, i'll give it a three for repeat viewing because I think once it's okay. once once you've once you've seen it, we're all good. Move on. 
Sadly. I mean, I'm not going to rush out to see it, but don't know, maybe two and a half. I mean, it, I, I didn't have an un, unpleasant experience. I just thought maybe for everyone involved, it could be better. Two and a half. Uh, I'm going to go for two. Um, I probably will watch it at some point. I quite like the plane scene. Billy Bob Thornton said Terminate the guy. I thought that was, yeah, well, yeah. It, was, it was really good. And then it went a bit silly at the end. Um, but yeah, small screen score. Helen. I would. We we watched it on a relatively small screen. We watched it on um, on the laptop. So mm-hmm. and and it was it was fine. Obviously, it would be any action film is better on the big screen, but it was absolutely fine. So three point five. Bill. Yeah, I would echo that, but I'm just going to bump it up to a four because I don't want it to get too. <laughs> I think it's. I think it deserves too low down. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get it too, oh, right, I mean, too too low down there. It's not going to be anywhere near the lowest film scored in this in this no. podcast. So don't you worry. No, okay. Don't you worry at all. <laughs> okay. um, all right, go on then. I'll I'll, I'll go three point five. I'll 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 echo I'll, I'll echo, I'll echo uh, Helen. There's there. some tat, attempt at tactical uh, voting there. <laughs> yeah. um, Sadler. I was trying to think. Would I have gone to the cinema to see this? You know, maybe I might have on cheap Monday, like. I just feel that it's just weird that you would spend this much on a film and make it an action film with so much big set pieces to not have it on in the cinemas. It just kind of feels weird. Like maybe just put it out for a week. Yeah. It's just like it's just mad that you would only. I don't. I don't fully understand Netflix's kind of business model with with the films because I can understand like with the TV series like Stranger Things. The whole the whole season of Stranger Things cost like 180 million, and that's spread over nine episodes so you want people so people are going to spend you know eight times the amount of time watching stranger things than they watch with, with the, this one film and now the way they're doing it they kind of peep them out in over two over like a few weeks over like two two weeks so then you end up like at least spending two months subscription to watch all the stranger things whereas this you can just watch it and then you can cancel a subscription the same day so i, I don't fully understand it and I think they've got some films which are way cheaper that more people will watch as well. And so put, it, put it out for a week in the cinema for people who like absolutely would mm. go and see it and enjoy watching films on the big screen and then go, you've got one week, yeah. then it goes to Netflix. So you can you can go. Yeah, they did. They did a limited release. Um, but I don't oh, understand. Yeah. It's limited. only certain, certain theatres, isn't it? I yeah. don't get it. So you're saying go wine, Helen. You're saying, oh, yeah, yeah. I think they put it, Sometimes they coordinate with the Curzon, for example, to do it. Um, Again, that's an odd distributor to kind of go down with. You'd probably expect like mm. Cineworld, Picture House, a Cineworld yeah. or an Odeon kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, it was it was fine on a TV, but it it obviously does feel like it was made for made bigger, if that makes sense. Mm. So um, yeah. I'm going I'm to give it a four. Yeah, I'm going to go with a four as well. There, I think. I'm not sure whether I would have... I definitely would have gone to see it in the cinema, but I'm trying to work out whether I would have had a better experience had it been in the cinema or versus at home. Because my problems weren't really with what it looked like. Maybe it would have it would have enveloped me a bit more had I seen it in the cinema. So, yeah, four sounds good. Helen, engagement score? Um, for me, 4.5. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's getting a... Um, uh, what's the phrase? A bum a bad rap. Bum, about a bum rap. It's <laughs> getting a bum rap. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it was. Um, I think the script was great. The cast was great. Um, so yeah, four point five. Well, uh, do you know, I'm. I'm. I think 
if you, I'm going to go four point five because I think I was sort of once. If you, if you, if you like Ryan Gosling and you're, you, you know, you if you if you let the if you start with it and you're okay with it, then you're gonna you're gonna definitely want to watch the whole thing. So I think it, it certainly engaged me, um, which is saying something, as I say, because I'm not mm. normally a no. an action film sort of fan. So four point five, solid. Yeah, I was a little bit like if I had gone to the cinema, I wouldn't have been able to like sit at home faffing around on my phone and kept pausing it and faffing about and googling stuff so um yeah i think if i'd have had someone remove my phone my engagement might have been probably stronger um it's just a little bit long as well um so yeah 3.5 engagement yeah i'm gonna for a three here i think i i watch this in multiple sittings just because business in a moment and at no point when i pause it did i think shit i need to get back to that as soon as possible and this is like we had Sense and Sensibility on once and I remember I watched that on a train and the train came to an end and um, I was like, I really want to watch the rest of this film right now. And I didn't have that with this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, is, which, is quite, which is quite interesting. Um, but one thing, I mean, one thing I found because I, I, I too was faffing on my phone as Helen was and I really, there were some points where I was like, oh, something just happened on the screen there. Should I rewind it to see? I'm like, sometimes I did, sometimes I did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so three. It shouldn't be like that for this kind of octane film. You should be like, oh, I need to know what happens next. I've got to like, like you mm. know, sweaty hands kind of. And it just didn't didn't have that. I wasn't I wasn't that big a fan of the the way that um, Lloyd got got killed at the end. I loved the fact that Jessica Henning actually got something decent to do in the film. But then those two, um, Lloyd and Sierra, had been like going you know, cat and mouse throughout the whole film. And I think it was, it would have been quite nice for one of them to kill the other one properly, not just like a lone gun person come out of nowhere. Yeah, that, and, it, and did, it did it. come out of the blue it a bit, felt, didn't it? It felt like a bit of an anticlimax. Mm. And I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. gutted yeah. he's dead because I'd like to see more of him. Yeah, prequel. Maybe a prequel. <laughs> and there's no socks and loafers. Yeah. <laughs> Slip-ons, not maybe, not, maybe not loafers. Yeah. Um, so that gives an overall score of 3.60938, which is good, yeah. which is good. Yeah. yeah, over three point five. I don't know what the standard is. I don't know what the median score is, but yeah, over three point five is decent. Okay, guys, let's head over to Twitter and to everyone who's following us and listening for the first time, or not the first time. Do follow us on Twitter. We are at FlixWatcherPod. Uh, follow us anyway because we do talk about film and Netflix stuff all the time. But in particular, before we go into record, we do put out a shout out asking you guys to interact with the program, uh, with the show. And uh, we put look out for a tweet like this. We're reviewing The Grey Man with Helen and Bill from When One Thing. Uh, have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts and the score out of five stars for a shout out on FlixWatcher. And we had one response today. Who's going to read that from you guys? Um, I will, if you like. Yep, absolutely. Uh, this came from Lee Thomas. Thank you very much, Lee. He writes, it was fine. I watched the first half. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we went away on holiday and it took me another week before I remembered I'd started it. <laughs> I'm feeling a low score coming. Anyway, he says some good set pieces. Evans is having fun. I think Anna de Armos was in it. Um, she was, that's correct. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He says, not sure. But he gave 2.5 as an overall. I thought, Anna, I thought Anna's arms had quite a decent role in it. Um, a little bit underused, but yeah. Yeah, but well, have, have you seen John, James Bond? Um, <laughs> uh, thank you, Lee. Re- regular <laughs> contributor. We always look forward to your um, reviews. 
absolutely thanks a lot for that uh well thank you very much guys can you tell us a bit where we can find when one thing leads to another and uh, say goodbye to everyone who's listening yeah well you can find us where when one thing leads to another uh we've wherever you get your podcasts apple spotify all the usual places and we also have a website when one thing leads to another.com and thanks very much for having us uh, we've we, we've really enjoyed it and thank uh, you, yeah yes. we'll, we'll speak to you soon cheers awesome thanks for coming on thanks bye Bye. Bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flixwasher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at FlixwatcherPod on Twitter and we're at Flixwatcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K Wood Audio. Tell them Flixwatcher sent you. just heard a stripped media production.